And welcome to the Gospel According to the first and only, still the only podcast exploring the intersection of pop culture and the Christian faith. I'm your host, Dan Ork, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. You may know him as the unofficial, endorsed by Monster Energy Rehab, Dave Hallahan. I would love an endorsement from Monster Energy Rehab. Hit us up, tgatpod at gmail.com. Have your people contact our people and set it up. Uh, I need cases shipped to my house roughly monthly. So what's monthly. the flavor? I've seen you like subtweeting them before to like bring back a flavor, or is it just that you? Yes, the orange flavor. They... Uh, they got rid of it and it makes me upset. I actually, so when I first started drinking Monster Energy Rehab, I was waiting tables at Ruby Tuesday, which we still have no idea where they got their name from. Uh, but, and they sold them like outside in some like convenience cart uh, right outside the restaurant. And <laughs> right, what? <laughs> just a guy in the back of his. Well, like one of, no, like, cause it was in the mall. So it was like wow. at a stand right, <laughs> right outside. And so like we, you could be working and be like, I need caffeine. And we would just like walk out, buy one real quick and come back in. And, uh, my manager got me hooked on him. Um, he was the drug dealer of monster rehab, but they had Rojo tea, which is Spanish for red. I don't even know what the flavor was, but it tasted really good. Flavor was red. (laughs) And then they got rid of those. So I'm like, all right, I gotta like move on to another flavor. So then I tried the orange one. And the orange one was even better than the red one. It was so good. And that it was actually with the orange ones that I started buying them by the case from Amazon because they're cheap. They're not cheap. Like you buy them in stores and they're like three bucks a pop or something like that. But you can get them for under two dollars if you buy a case. So I would buy them by the case on Amazon. And then like at some point I went to like go buy them and it was like significantly higher. And I'm like, that's not good. What's going on? And apparently they stopped production. So now I drink the lemonade ones and it makes me sad. They're still good, but the tea they're definitely. Lemonade one? Yeah, the le- lemonade tea. Yeah, tea and lemonade. Yep, that's the one right there. You've got it. Yep. So. so this actually isn't a podcast. This is an intervention, Dave. <laughs> well, you don't drink coffee either, right? I know, but I'm not buying Monsters. No, I, no I, have a pr- I have the problem, not you. I'm not trying to deflect. I accept this intervention. You're my friends. Tell me what I need to do. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you, need, you also have alternative caffeine intakes. Yes? During seminary, I had three young kids. I went to Palmer. So I was driving two and a half hours there and back. And sometimes I'd get done a class at nine and drive back home. And I just found myself drinking like Mountain Dew because I don't like hot drinks. I don't like coffee. Mm -hmm. And so I'm drinking Mountain Dew to stay awake to do papers as I'm driving. And I'm like, this is way too much sugar that I'm taking. So off Amazon, I bought a bottle of caffeine pills. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I was just taking straight caffeine pills with water, trying to be be healthier, but still uh, stay awake. Skip the calories straight to the caffeine. What would you pay for a rehab orange one right now? Like one off, just like, hey, Dave, we've got the last one. Mm hmm. I don't know. How how degenerative do I want to look to our podcast audience? <laughs> I would easily pay I would pay $5 for one. Like I 
one off. That's like buying it at like a stadium. Like if you buy yeah, a that's true. That's an true. airport, it'd be, it'd be five bucks. Uh, so here's the thing: is I'm also cheap, and I know <laughs> that I. It's not that much better than the lemonade one. Like I can go get two for five heritages or something. Like I don't need to spend more than that for one. Catch me on a bad day, and maybe I'll double that to like ten bucks. If you need a fix, yeah. As you cannot tell uh, from our <laughs> opening, but if you clicked on this episode, you could tell this is the gospel according to Thanksgiving. Gobble, 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 gobble. So, Dave, for our international listeners, can you um, explain what Thanksgiving is here in America? Thanksgiving is a day where we celebrate um, Charlie Brown and... Oh, wait, no, that's not it. That's not it. (laughs) Great floats? So, I, I feel like I'm rusty on my Thanksgiving history, but I feel like it's been passed down from lore. How much is rooted in actual history? I don't know. But... That like the pilgrims, when they came to America, uh, they took a day of Thanksgiving where they sat down and they ate, uh, thanked God for his providence in bringing them to the new world, as it were, um, safely. And there was peace between them and uh, those now known as Native Americans. Um, and they shared a meal together. And so then at some point, was it Abraham Lincoln or who like made it a national holiday? But then I feel like FDR changed the date. Uh, Fact check me if you must. But uh, eventually it became an official national holiday. And then it it eventually became every year on the fourth Tuesday of Thanksgiving. Fourth Tuesday? Thursday of Thanksgiving. Sorry, international listeners. They're going to be Abraham Lincoln on the wrong day. in 1863. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, said, we need another holiday. Like I need another hole in my head. Hey. Um, no, he didn't. He, he declared <laughs> Thanksgiving a national holiday on the last Thursday in November. His proclamation urged the nation to heal its wounds and restore peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. There it is. So yes, it's a it's a holiday to kind of celebrate the the harvest. Traditionally, you know, when we used to not buy cases of uh, drinks off Amazon, but <laughs> people would grow and harvest uh, food and giving thanks for things in our lives. And it is uh, a holiday that we have here in America that isn't, although its its roots ha- were kind of in uh, Christianity, it's not a, a religious holiday. And so Americans, it's kind of a family holiday for everyone to bring together, you know, family members. Dave, did you know it's the most traveled day in America? <laughs> I I actually did know that. I heard that on a podcast that I listened to. Uh, for the record, just was fact-checking myself, and in 1939, FDR did, in fact, move Thanksgiving to the, yeah, the second Tuesday. to last. Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, rather than the last. I guess for they got tired of doing it on the last when there was five Thursdays or something. Uh, but yeah, for, I, for for our Canadian listeners, uh, your Thanksgiving was October tenth, and so we're sorry we missed. That. This is a little late. We do have a three percent Canadian listenership. Uh, I think that's just because we had Jeremy Duncan on uh, for the Revelation episode. Go check that out if you haven't already listened. Thankful for all of you who already did. See what I did there? Um, 
but yeah, I I think Thanksgiving is it is a family holiday more than it is a religious one. People, it's time for families to get together. Uh, there's a traditional Thanksgiving meal that people have. I I do find it in kind of the, the not at all effective, but like the gotcha apologetics. I always think it's a little funny when like atheists celebrate Thanksgiving. It's like, who are you thankful to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Clearly there's a God because you're thankful. So gotcha. Uh, but no, it is, uh, I think for Christians, uh, it is a, an opportunity to reflect on uh, our gratitude and all the things that God has provided for us. Dan, in general, overall, are you a fan of Thanksgiving dinner? Is that like a meal you enjoy? Absolutely. I love eating. Uh, and I love that Thanksgiving, uh, while I, you know, very happy to celebrate birthdays and obviously love Christmas, uh, there, I feel like there's less stress that comes with Thanksgiving. There's not the present giving um, right. with it that, oh, did I get on the right stuff? I have to spend this money. It's just about let's spend time together, see some people we haven't seen and eat a lot of uh, great food. And it's kind of like, less stress with that especially like my dad usually is cooking the turkey and stuff so or um julie's mom so i'm just coming <laughs> i'm just right yeah coming, maybe bringing a side dish but uh just coming to eat yeah there's a little it's a less less energy so like lower stress than christmas it's just a more relaxed holiday where does thanksgiving is it like the meal does it rank as your favorite holiday meal or do you prefer other foods that you traditionally eat on other holidays. I don't know. I prefer ham is what I'm getting at. <laughs> that I think ham is better than turkey. And so I prefer whether it's Christmas ham or sometimes at Easter you do a ham. Uh, yeah. I prefer the ham. If, it, if you're just going, here's some turkey, here's some ham, I would probably go ham. Uh, mm -hmm. I think if you expand that to the side dishes and gravy, stuffing, mashed potatoes, things like that, and the desserts that usually accompany it, I'll go Thanksgiving. But I agree, main course, uh, I'd probably take ham over turkey. All right. Well, Dan, I think it's time that we draft the Thanksgiving Day <laughs> foods. Well, I think three rounds, that's six foods. That's enough, I think. So we'll have a three-round draft uh, picking the best foods that would be featured at your Thanksgiving Day table. And ham, not on the menu. Oh. And uh, also... on the menu. <laughs> my wife is Italian, and so her side of the family has traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Stuffed shells. And there's also stuffed shells and meatballs. That's not going to be, that's not available in this draft either. All right. We're going traditional Thanksgiving meal. Uh, if we draft a food that we think it needs to be contended, we can fight about it. But I don't think that will be a Talk problem. about their draft eligibility? <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, flip to coin. I'll let you go first, Dave. You know, I, get to go, I get to go first. People have been complaining that I rigged <laughs> the, the sports, uh, mm. our Bible basketball team draft. And so I'm going to concede the number one pick to you. Well, that is nice of you because I do think there is a Goliath of this draft as well. Wow. And I think the Goliath of Thanksgiving dinner is specifically dark meat. I'm going with the dark meat turkey and you can have the dry white meat for yourself if that's what you want. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, no, you can't pick for me. I'm not saying I. You don't have to. I'll if, I, but I'll tell you this. I'm just gonna show my cards. If you don't pick the white meat, I am going double meat. <laughs> so don't don't think. Oh, Dave's already got the dark meat. He's not gonna go white meat in round two. I will double meat, but dark meat over and above white meat every time. So dark meat is my first pick for this draft. I'm gonna go with uh, something that is beloved by. Your 95-year-old grandmother by your one-year-old kid. We're going mashed potatoes. Number one pick. Lock it in. I'm curious to see what the audience thinks about this because also, I mean, like classic, right? But also pretty bland. I feel like you need to have it because it is a staple. But first round pick. Bold. Well, you never eaten my mashed potatoes, maybe, Dave. That's maybe true. you're making them wrong. No. You gotta well, add like one part potato, one part butter, like half a part milk. All right. Noted. Um, all right. Well, I said I was gonna go double meat. But but maybe I was just trying to psych you out. <laughs> <laughs> uh you I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with you gotta have stuffing. I'm going with stuffing. Uh, pairs well with the the dark meat. Put some gravy on it. I also am assuming we each gravy get gravy. Because you did not. No, you did we. Not everybody gets gravy. gravy. It's a shared. I guess all of it is shared, but uh, it's a it's a topping. We're, we're not gravy. We each get gravy. So I and I don't need it because I got dark meat anyway, and so it's tender enough. So uh, I'm gonna go with the stuffing. So I've got dark meat and stuffing. You've got. Mashed potatoes, and what are you going with in round two? Are you cooking? Are you putting the stuffing in the bird? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're risking salmonella for everybody. That's yes. What you're saying. Yeah. Oh man, I was gonna pick gravy, but you're saying everybody gets gravy. <laughs> okay, uh, number two pick. <laughs> I'm gonna pick like all the kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna get, no. I'm gonna go. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Classic. Classic. You're not uh, getting it. You know, you're not eating time dependent. You're eating pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. You're not bringing out. You can have turkey for Easter, but you're not having pumpkin pie with your Easter dinner. It's uh, true. You're having pumpkin pie. You're, you're slathering it in whipped cream, cool whip, uh, and it's delicious. And, you know, your pants are probably unbuttoned at this time because you've gone hard uh, at the dinner <laughs> table, but there's always room for dessert. Third football game's on, so got to have some dessert. Um, you, I know your church has done uh, apple versus pumpkin battles every year. Are you a apple or a pumpkin guy? For our, th- I mean, I dress up as pumpkin for our event, but I would go... I would go pumpkin pie over apple pie. Um, okay. But apple pie a la mode with ice cream, pumpkin pie, cool whip. Mm. My go-to. Yeah. I love, I would go apple pie over pumpkin pie. Um, but I think seasonally I get it. What's your favorite pie? Apple pie is my favorite pie. Mine is yeah. pizza. Pizza pie. Uh, well done well done. All right. So I've got dark meat and stuffing. You've got, uh, what do you got? Over there, 
mashed potatoes with gravy and pumpkin pie with gravy because everybody gets gravy. All right. I'm going with the candied yams as my third pick. So I've got, I would, if that was all that was on the table was dark meat, stuffing and candied yams, I'd be a happy boy. I wouldn't need anything else. So is this like candy yams with marshmallows on top? Is that what your what's your candy yam? What does it look like? No, I think like some brown uh, like sugar on top. Uh, no, I don't necessarily want the marshmallows though. All right, number third, I'm going. This probably would go undrafted, but I want to make sure I scoop it up because it's something that maybe not everybody loves. Maybe everyone's not even heard of. I'm pretty sure I don't like it because <laughs> you only want those three things. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear um, it. What is it? Uh, corn pudding. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say, but like corn pudding, like, or like a cornbread kind of casserole type thing, you know, corn, you know, corn, like anything like that. I love, you know, I like bread. that. If you just keep saying corn, that people will definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's corn. Yeah. You guys know corn and like, like corn and, it's gotta, you know, it's gotta <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, I know. People make it different ways, but you know, throw some. Uh, cream yeah. cheese in there, cornbread mix, corn. No, it is good. It, it's good. I, I thought you were going to say um, cranberry sauce stuff. Yeah, no. I don't good. want it. Yeah, I don't want it. My dad right. was always upset because he's the only one that would like it. You know, mm. you, you pull it, pour it out of a can and it still looks like it's the can. Right, right. Uh, but my kids all like it. So now he's happy that like Julie and the kids like it where growing up it was he was the only one eating it. All right, well, you'll have to let us know what your favorite foods are. Give us like a, a top three ranking uh, on the social media at TGAT Podcast, wherever you're on social media. Actually, wherever we're on social media. But. No, no, you can give it to us there too. <laughs> we'll, we'll find it. Just leave it over there. Do you have well, any uh, traditions that you do growing up or now? No, nothing out of the norm. Uh Family dinner, lots of football, hanging out. As uh, I've had my own family and we have our own kids now, we do the, well, actually now the tradition, it, for a while the tradition was the day after Thanksgiving, you decorate for Christmas. Now the tradition is me trying to convince Leah to wait until the day after Christmas <laughs> to decorate for Thanksgiving Absolutely. or for Christmas. Um, but no, we don't have any like special or unique traditions, do you? No, same thing. I mean, Christmas doesn't start until the day after Thanksgiving. We will not be listening to Christmas music in the Ulrich household until Black Friday. We will not be decorating until at least Black Friday, if not later. Uh, if I smell even the least bit amount of Christmas spirit, you're in trouble. you got to shut it down. We're only watching Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> just playing strings and automobiles over and over again uh, uh for a while there our friend group had thanksgiving breakfast yes that was always good and so the day of thanksgiving uh we'd go over mo's uh house and his mom would cook us a thanksgiving uh feast that we would hang out and we'd eat and we'd pick like pollyanna for a christmas dinner but we'd uh go there and then he started dating Kristen. And would go to her house every other Thanksgiving. And he ruined the tradition. Thanks a lot, Mo. Thanks a lot, Kristen. 
Well, I hope that they're happily married. Oh, they are. Well, so good. we would, yeah, we would for a while there during, I guess, I don't know if it was in high school, but definitely in college, we would go there and then we'd go to the Timber Creek Thanksgiving yeah, football it, game. I want to say it started in high school, but it at least started when I was in high school because I'm a, I was a couple years younger than you guys. And, uh, Chargey the charge card, my my unofficial mascot. <laughs> charge uh, we, it, charge it, charge it. In one episode, uh, would would go to the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving game, but that stopped. Sadly, sadly. All right, well, Dan, people want to get to their travel, um, so no need to make them wait for the Bible breakdown. Here comes a breakdown, and here comes a breakdown. What does God want us to be thankful for, Dan? Does the Bible have anything to say about thankfulness? It says a lot of thankfulness that uh-huh. in everything we are called to be thankful, uh, that we see this as a huge part of Old Testament and New Testament teachings and uh, things was to remember the things that God had done for them, that before even the Bible was written down, it's a huge part of Jewish traditions, Jewish holidays and meals, you know, that we even have, you know, we have the holidays now that we celebrate as Christians, and they're all to point us back to things that we're uh, called to be thankful for, that live in remembrance of what God has done for us. And so the Israelites, they would build altars, right? They would build altars to say, okay, let us remember what God had, had done for us. Uh, let us remember that he brought us out of Egypt, that he brought us into the promised land, that he delivered us uh, from slavery. Even, you know, when we celebrate communion now in church, it's what do we say? We do this, Jesus told us, as often as you eat or drink, do this in remembrance of me. And what are we remembering? That he died on the cross for us. He gave us salvation and that uh, when we eat, when we drink, that we're to do that in, in remembrance. And I think that's a whole part of being thankful is remembering. Yeah, I, I think... Th- we can take something from the uh, intentionality that the ancient Israel had for thankfulness. I think so often, like around Thanksgiving, we get thankful uh, and maybe it's a little bit more intentional or a little bit more forefront. But then as soon as it's gone, um, next week, we'll have our Black Friday episode, our consumerism episode. Uh, but we just move on to, well, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? And we're no longer thankful. We're, we're thinking about things that we want. Um, but I think ancient Israel, they built in practices in their lives that forced them to look back on the things that God had done for them. And I think gratitude can be such an important tool in our lives that it's not just like God being, you know, a selfish father who's like, you better be thankful for this or you can't have it. I think it actually helps us to be thankful. Uh, it reminds us of what God has done for us, that what God did in the past, he will do in the future. But also like in uh, Philippians chapter four, Paul says to rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that there is actually uh, something to gratitude leading to peace that with thanksgiving, we can make our requests known to God. And that will, I'm, 
that is a a cure for a type of anxiety. I'm not saying that if you struggle with anxiety, not to see a therapist, or maybe you even uh, you need to take medicine. But I do think for like our low level anxieties that a lot of us carry around that aren't actual medical uh, diagnoses, that we can relieve some of that anxiety just by practicing gratitude, by being intentional um, with being thankful. And even just a few verses down in Philippians 4 is where Paul says, eventually, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. But before that, he says, I found the secret to being content. And I think part of that secret is living with thanksgiving uh, and being gracious um, or graciously giving thanks to God for all that he's given you. For sure. And instead of thanksgiving, maybe, Dave, we should be practicing thanks living. Oh, that sounds like a, a Hobby Lobby poster. And so, yeah, like you were saying, the Philippians, or there's that uh, acronym or acrostic of how uh, how to pray, acts. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So it's saying, and present your request for the fo- before the Lord with thanksgiving. That's what it says, right? Yes. And so I think the, the reason that the Bible is telling us this, that God's telling us this, is before... If every time before we prayed for something that we gave thanks to God and we praised him, uh, not only is that going to center ourselves that we're going to realize before I go and pray for a new car or a new job that I'm thanking God for what I have now, that's going to center us in, okay, maybe the things that I'm praying for, you know, I don't need, like Paul was saying later in the being able to be content in all things. So maybe that's going to frame us into what we have, but that's also going to increase our faith. A huge part of Thanksgiving is recognizing and realizing he's done it before that God is faithful to us. He's faithful to our, his promises for us. So that uh, when I start out praying before I ask for things that I say, God, thank you for when you did this. Thank you for bringing me out of this uh, time in my life. Thank you for blessing me in this way. Uh, Thank you that you've given me Christ, that you've given me uh, salvation and and new hope and freedom and and all of these things. And so then when we start off praising and giving thanksgiving to God, that's going to put us in a frame of reference that now when I go to pray for something, oh, well, I'm going to believe that he can do it. That's Mm going to increase my faith just by remembering uh, what it is. And that's like we were saying, the Israelites, that's a huge part of it. The the Passover and stuff, they were waiting for the Messiah, but they're saying, you've rescued us before you brought us out of Egypt. And we're so you've done it before. We're going to believe that you're going to do it again. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. And I do think the, the way that we frame it uh, matters, the way that we frame our lives and even our, our desires. I think God still honors like God recognizes that we have desires, we have wants in this world, but I think our human nature can make those all or nothing. Like, uh, well, I can be happy when this happens or if I get that. But if we frame it starting with, well, what has God already given me? Then it puts that in a proper perspective and it doesn't make us so dependent on the ifs. Instead, we can look at what God has already done, be thankful for that. And then we can go to God and say, God, I'm, I still, I have a desire in my heart for this to happen, to see this person healed or to see uh, this thing happen in my life or whatever. Um, and I think God is happy to hear that, but it 
it is helpful for us to frame it first with, this is what I'm thankful for. I recognize that you have already done these things. And how different would our life be if that every time, instead of complaining, we just thought of something to be thankful for? Like, how yeah. would that lift our spirits? How would that put in a frame of reference for um, how blessed we are? Because there's always going to be a newer thing. Like, they just came out with a, a new iPhone. Guess what? Six months, a year from now, there's going to be a newer iPhone. <laughs> right. There's going to, you know, moth, you know, the scripture, you know, moth. So we'll eat the things here, you know, like stuff will rust, uh, but the treasures we store up in heaven, the, the things that uh, we experience with God, the new full life that we get from him isn't going to fade. And so let's be thankful. Let's give thanks. And not just around the table once a year on holiday that Abraham Lincoln uh, <laughs> recognized, but let's do that all the time. Yeah. Well, let's do it right now, Dan. Uh, let's go around the table. And before anybody eats, uh, let's just say something or some things that we're thankful for. All right. Something I'm thankful for uh, is a uh, community of friends. I'm thankful for you, Dave. That, uh, oh, thanks, Dave. It, it's hard as a pastor sometimes that there are times when it, it's, it's difficult and there's stresses and stuff like that uh, to have other pastor friends that can talk things through, uh, complain about, uh, without complaining to church members, uh, but (laughs) just, uh, to vent, uh, about things that may be true or not true or just emotions we're having. So I appreciate, uh, you, Dave, I appreciate other pastor friends to talk to. Yeah. I think we, we both have that community around us that we can, uh, we have that with and, I definitely had no pastors who don't have that. And uh, I've, I've worked hard, but you've also worked hard at keeping that relationship. So I am also thankful for that. We also both have uh, amazing families that I think we are both thankful for. Uh, yeah. Can you swap those and post um, and just put <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was nervous that you were going to say it first. And I was like, now nah, I'm just going to be piggybacking, but got there. Uh, yeah. No, our families are great. Our wives who support us in, in our work, uh, who do plenty of work themselves as well um, and uh, take a lot of the the brunt work out of raising for you, four girls, for me, three girls. Um, so shout out to Mrs. and Mrs. The Gospel. I mean, Mrs. and Mrs. The Gospel, according <laughs> to. <laughs> Absolutely. And any time anything's going well in our ministry or our household, I give thanks to God first and Julie second. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, anything that's happening at our, our church that is going well, a lot of it is rooted back to Julie and her relationships and the work that she's done behind scenes. And I think we need to give a big shout out to the gospel according to listeners. The millions out there. Millions of you. Uh, I will say, like, it truly is. I I am thankful for whoever listens to this podcast uh, just because this is the the second podcast that I've done. Neither of them are, like, breaking down the charts. uh, But it's fun. And 
it's it does also it can be anxiety inducing <laughs> where you like put yourself out there and you're like who's gonna listen what what did I forget to do while wait, editing you're, wait you're publishing <laughs> these <laughs> I thought we were um, just talking to each other <laughs> but no it, so it's a lot of fun uh, and Dan and I have both said I don't know if we've said it on air but we've said to each other that like this is just fun for us to to be able to talk to each other um, but that there are people who listen uh, we don't take that for granted so thank you. And thank you uh, again for listening to the Gospel According to a podcast, uh, for following us on all the social media platforms that exist now or have ever existed, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Yik Yak at T-G-A-T podcast. Were you on Yik Yak? I was never on Yik Yak, no. I was. Is that like TikTok? No, you don't know what Yik Yak was? I don't know what Yik Yak is. It was like a social media thing, but you would post, you would post, it's kind of like Twitter, but like you would post things from specific locations. Okay. So it was, you know, bigger in kind of like cities and stuff, but you would say like, you know, if you're at this Wawa or you're at this restaurant, you could say this server, da, 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 and you try to write funny things or specific things about them and people could like it and they could. It's it's, uh, now extinct. I think so. All right. We'll have to get on Mastodon. I don't know what that is. I think it's like the Twitter replacement, like since Elon Musk is going to ruin Twitter, I guess. Um, I saw a bunch of people moving to Mastodon. I haven't checked it out yet, but it's a thing. So. That sounds like a hardcore band. It actually was. <laughs> yeah, that's why it sounds like <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if they're the, the masterminds behind the social media website, but <laughs> they're like, we're going to get so many more plays. <laughs> Everyone on, just uh, has to yell at each other. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it uh, around the, the dinner table, sharing the gospel according to with your family, your friends, with that weird aunt that brings ambrosia to dinner. <laughs> ambrosia? You like ambrosia? Nope. You can also send us a mailbag question on social media or by emailing tgatpod at gmail.com. We'd be happy to answer. We'd be thankful to you for sending us a question. Don't forget to do your part of fulfilling the Great Commission by helping us spread the gospel. According to one great way to do that is leaving a five star rating and a review which we it's been a while guys since we've done it and I know we're supposed to be thankful but right now I just got to let you know I'm not mad I'm disappointed I'm not mad <laughs> do not tell anybody that I'm mad I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not, I'm, not, not mad. Mad. I'm not mad I'm not I'm not but uh, go leave us a five star rating and review we'd be much appreciative of that this was the gospel according to Thanks. Thanksgiving. Grace, she died years ago. <laughs> Like corn pudding, like, or like a cornbread kind of casserole type thing. You know, corn, you know, corn, like. Thanksgiving is next week, which means a lot of people will be preparing traditional dinners for friends and family. Here with some cooking tips is the Food Network's Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yeah!
setting fires. Oh, I, don't <laughs> I don't set fires. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> okay, look, why don't we just get started? All right, good call, Meatball. All right, let's get down to business. Are you tired of boring old T-Day grubbing? Well, buckle up, put your sunglasses on wrong, and let me help you make it full throttle. Numero one, stuffing. Fietti style. Super simple to make. Four cups pancake chunks, one candy apple with stick, and a quarter cup of raisins, and 32 tablespoons of tequila-infused garlic butter. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds kind of heavy. <laughs> Don't knock it till you fry it, Seth. I'm roughing up your stuffing. Mmm. <laughs> I could eat this off a of flip-flop. <laughs> Full throttle. <laughs> Chow down, Seth No, Hale. no, 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 no. I'm good. So, uh, what's next? <laughs> Number dose, cranberry sauce. An old favorite. But let's take it even further off the hook. Just splorp it out of the can into a fifth of rumple mints and garnish with raisins. Can you even <laughs> taste the cranberry? <laughs> Trust me, you'll go Lansbury for this cranberry, cause it's dinner she wrote. <laughs> I eat this off a moving truck tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. That sounds like it's like 80% alcohol. <laughs> How many of those have you had tonight? 37! <laughs> the main course. Ah, numbrero three, the Turk. <laughs> now I, for one, go berserky for turkey. But gobble, gobble, let's make it full throbble. <laughs> Did you say full throbble? I think I may have. And if you think that's crazy, <laughs> then you will flip your bean when you hear this. A chicken inside of a duck inside of a turkey, inside of a rabbit, inside of a pig, inside of a baby cow, inside of a big cow, inside of a horse, all stuffed into a Cornish game hen. <laughs> it's called a turducken, rab, pig, cow, cow, horseness game hen. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> that sounds oddly appealing. Yep, and then you just fry the whole thing in Jägermeister. <laughs> Served with raisins. Why does everything you make have to have alcohol in it? <laughs> I'd eat this off a dirty plate. <laughs> Full throttle.